Hey, hey, so glad you're here. Well, I hope you made some great memories and had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Well, this morning marks the conclusion of our sermon series in the television series, The Chosen. And this last episode really sets up the seasons to be filmed going forward. I don't know if you know that, but the plan is for them to do several seasons. I'm so thankful for that. Now this, this episode you're gonna watch this week is all about the preparation leading up to Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. And the writers here have Jesus describing the introduction of this sermon as a map. Jesus will list eight characteristics that identify his followers, eight qualities that direct people to a fulfilling life, eight attitudes that will produce both promises and rewards. In this episode, Jesus will explain that these traits will serve as a map, Jesus says, directions for people to find me. So if someone wants to find Jesus, then they need to find the people groups that have these marks of distinction. That's where he's to be found. And one place to look for Jesus is among the humble. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If we're looking for Jesus in other people, we won't find him among the proud. To be poor in spirit is to be keenly aware of our own spiritual deficiencies. I mean, really, what kind of standing before God is there without Christ? There is no standing before God without Christ. Jesus one time spoke very specifically to a group of people who were convinced of their own moral uprightness, people who trusted in their own virtuous living and looked on everybody else with disgust. Not a good place to find Jesus. He told them a story about two people who went to a worship gathering to pray. One was a proud religious leader and the other was a despised traitor, a tax collector. Pick up the text. The religious leader stood apart from the others and prayed, how I thank you, O God, that I'm not wicked like everyone else. <laughs> there are cheaters, swindlers, and crooks like that tax collector over there. God, you know that I never cheat or commit adultery. I fast from food twice a week, and I give you a tenth of all I earn. The tax collector stood alone in a corner, away from the holy place, and covered his face in his hands, feeling that he was unworthy even to look up to God. Beating his breast, he sobbed with brokenness and tears, saying, God, please, in your mercy, and because of the blood sacrifice, forgive me, for I am nothing but the most miserable of all sinners. You know, after Jesus told this story, he asked a question and made quite a statement. Look what it says. Which one of them left for home that day reconciled to God? The humble tax collector, not the religious leader. For everyone who praises himself will one day be publicly humiliated, and everyone who humbles himself will one day be publicly honored and lifted up. Jesus is not to be found among the proud. 
but he is to be found in the humble in spirit who understand their complete dependency on him. Jesus also said that another place to find him is among those who are hurting. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. It's going to be tough to locate Jesus around people who rarely grieve themselves or enter into grief with others who are grieving. We live in a culture that finds grief annoying. We don't have time for it. We avoid grief. If it's grief over sin, we try to minimize it and avoid embracing any kind of guilt. And if it's grief or mourning over something really rough like disease or divorce or death, then we try to just move on. ASAP. Okay, what's it going to take to move on? But Jesus, Jesus is always found in the grief. It's one of the most direct paths to him. He's to be found in the grief and in those grieving for themselves or who have entered into grieving with others. And Jesus is also to be found among the gentle. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. To be meek is to be gentle with your strength. It's using your strength to serve, not to bully. It's using your strength to attend to others' needs and desires as much or more than your own. Our culture encourages us to know our rights and to refuse to let anyone or anything take them away. But Jesus is to be found among the gentle who consider others and their rights ahead of their own. Harsh people may get their way for a season, but gentle people win loyalty and commitment for a lifetime. And Jesus is most definitely to be found among those who have a great appetite for God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Jesus is to be often found among those who seek him and his kingdom first, above all else. Our world around us wants us to think that it's easy to get too carried away with all of this Jesus up. Now, wait, wait, wait a second. I understand you're going to church, but you're getting a little ridiculous about this. <laughs> Wilbur Reese has written a pointing piece on just this idea. Look what he said. I'd like to buy $3 worth of God, please. Not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I don't want enough of him to make me love a black man or pick beats with a migrant. I want ecstasy, not transformation. I want the warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want about a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I'd like to buy $3 worth of God, please. The truth of the matter is that Jesus is to be found among those who are, who are undeniably sold out for him. People who live at a lower standard just so others can benefit from their excess. People who volunteer some of their free time so others can be loved and served. This kind of hunger and thirst for righteousness results from a passion to know Jesus more. Jesus is found among people who want to know him more, who want more of him. 
And he's also found among those who are caring and forgiving. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. It's really hard to find Jesus when forgiving others is avoided. (laughs) It's just so difficult to be forgiving when we don't know that we've been forgiven. It's a great old story about two friends walking through the desert and at one point on their journey they had an argument and one friend slapped the other. Shortly thereafter, the one who was hit wrote in the sand, today my best friend slapped me in the face. Well, they walked on until they reached an oasis where they stopped for some refreshment and as it happened, the one who had been slapped He got stuck in the soft bottom of the pond and began to sink and drown, but his friend reached out and saved him. And after recovering from nearly drowning, he wrote on a stone, Today my best friend saved my life. And the one who had slapped him and saved him said to his friend, After I hurt you, you wrote in the sand, and now you write on a stone. Why? The friend replied, When someone hurts us, we should write it down in sand where the winds of mercy can erase it away. But when someone does something good for us, we must engrave it in stone where no wind can ever erase it. You want to find Jesus? Look among those who write their hurts in the sand and carve kindnesses done to them in stone. Jesus will also be found among the honest and real. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The world around us is concerned with outward appearances, but Jesus is to be found in in the pure of heart. Purity of heart is like integrity. Integrity is what we do when no one's looking. You want to find Jesus? and find people who do the right thing for the right reason without wanting to be noticed. And Jesus is also to be found among those who bring people back together. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Jesus came because our sin had separated us from God. He took the initiative to restore that broken relationship by removing our sin, taking it on himself. Do any of you know relationships that are on the outs? People refusing to talk to one another? You might not be able to mediate and help them reconcile, but you can do something far more powerful to help bring them back together. You can fast and pray. You can deny yourself something that you enjoy and bombard heaven with prayer that God might bring back together what has been torn apart. Jesus is to be found in people who bring others together. And Jesus will be found in people who are mistreated because of him. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Seeing someone refuse to retaliate, seeing someone seeking no revenge, seeing someone resolved not to get even, but one instead who tries to rebuild, who tries to restore, who tries to renew. That's where Jesus is to be found. 
A young factory worker noticed that a valuable tool was missing from his toolbox. And not long after, he recognized that that tool had found its way into his co-worker's toolbox. So he privately went to that man and said, I see you have one of my tools. Feel free to keep it as you need it. He went back to his work area and put the matter out of his mind. Well, during the next two weeks, this person who had taken the tool tried to soothe his conscience. He tried offering the man something of equal value and he offered to help him with some of his home projects. Finally, he slipped some money into that man's coat pocket. As you might have guessed, they became great friends. When mistreatment is met with acts of kindness, walls of separation are removed and relationships flourish. We can literally be a map for others to find Jesus. I, I do think that these words from Jesus were intended at least in part for those who were looking for him, people trying to find him. But I think they were also intended for people who had already found him, people who had already committed to following him, but needed to be reminded of how to live. These eight traits were meant to be a light to the world outside our window. Eight traits meant to light up the world one heart at a time, where the lost can be found and strongholds broken. Make us a map for others to find you, Lord. Make us a map.